Welcome on into the Heartland College Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Mundo, and it is conference championship Saturday, at least uh, for the Big 12, which is, of course, what we care about. And we now welcome on and say hello to Matthew Postens. He's joining us here on the show. It's always great to have him on. And uh, before we start, as always, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating, review, and uh, you can get a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you leave that rating and review by sending me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, that's M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. A great way to help this podcast keep growing, and uh, you know that's how we end up outranking CBS and ESPN and all the big guys when you search Big 12 on iTunes and other podcast platforms. All right, so uh, let's start. Before we get to the championship game tonight, Matthew, let's start last night with the semifinals. Uh, KU blowing out TCU. I'm telling you, Matthew, uh, I know you were covering the women's uh, Big 12 tournament as this was going on. But if there were a dozen TCU fans at T-Mobile Center last night, I would have been surprised. I mean, that was basically Allen Fieldhouse East uh, at T-Mobile last night. Well, they they know that they have a unique advantage in having the uh, tournament in Kansas City. And, and to me, honestly, this tournament should stay in Kansas City. It's a great location. Um, they always draw good crowds, uh, having Kansas, Kansas state and Iowa state nearby has a lot to do with that. But, you know, TCU fans, a, they're not used to being in the semifinals of this tournament and, and B they're not used to having the kind of success they're having this year. So not too surprising that there aren't that many TCU fans there that night. Um, they missed a, they missed a good game. You know, Ochai Baji had 22. Uh, Mitch Lightfoot had a great game for Kansas with 15 points. And, you know, when you think about, as we talk about the matchup today with Texas Tech, um, they're going to need a game like that from him tonight, too, especially if they're only going to play David McCormick about 10 or 15 minutes a game. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I hear this a lot from fans. Um, you know, we put it up on social media yesterday that the mayor of Kansas City joined my radio show uh, in town that I do on, on weekday mornings and said he's doing everything he can to make sure Kansas City keeps the Big 12 tournament beyond 2025. I, I don't get the sense that's in any kind of jeopardy, but some fans, of course, were like, they got to rotate it. It's always home court for KU. But I'm with you. I just I, I know I'm biased living here, but I don't I don't see it happening. Is that something you see or think would be good for the conference? Or do you say, hey, they got a great thing going here. Don't screw it up. You know what? As somebody who's been to the conference tournament in other locations, I've been to it when it was in Dallas. Um, yeah, I, I felt like I feel like the crowds that are here are better than the ones that I saw when the tournament was in Dallas. And this is back when Texas was, you know, rolling, um, you know, back in the early 2000s when Texas was going to the Final Four, they were going to the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight every year. Kansas was obviously good. Uh, and you had 12 teams and half of them were within that, you know, three, four, five hour drive at Dallas. And the crowds were okay, but they weren't great. And, and frankly, the crowds that are here have been better in my opinion, than the crowds that uh, I saw back in the day. So, you know, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, you know, BYU, I get it. You know, it, it, it's a bit more far flung for them. But at the same time, it's, a, it's far flung for West Virginia. And they travel well. Their mm -hmm. fans travel very well for this tournament. So I think once they get in the conference, I think they'll get used to it. Uh, I don't I don't see it moving. I don't think it should move. I think they've got a great location that everything you need to host a tournament like this 
is right here within a 10 to 12 block radius. I mean, everything you need. It's a great location. And I, I think at least for the early years of the newly reconfigured conference, uh, I think it should certainly stay in Kansas City. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I'm with you. But of course, I admit my bias having, uh, of course, putting down roots living here in Kansas City. Uh, so when you look at last night, Matthew, and uh, especially what KU did in that game and just kind of where they're at right now. I mean, is this a KU team that you feel like has a one seed, needs a win tonight to get that one seed against Texas Tech? Where do you think this team is at based on you know what they've been playing and how they've been playing lately? I think when you look at them right now, if they win tonight, they're a lock to be a one seed. I think if they lose tonight, I think there's still a pretty good chance they're a one seed. Um, you know, I think as a lot you're going to have to look at, you know, say, for instance, Illinois lost in the Big Ten tournament. They were a one, one seed in that tournament. Um, Auburn just lost in the SEC tournament. That's more relevant to Oklahoma because of the, their bubble status and because the team that beat them, Texas A&M, is also on the bubble. Um, so watch who wins the SEC championship. Uh, I think it's more likely that one of those power five tournament champions might nudge Baylor off of the one line than any of them would not nudge Kansas off of the one line because Kansas was at least able to get to their championship game. So how about this then, uh, Matthew? You know, one thing that could be a, a difference maker for Kansas is Remy Martin. And, mm -hmm. you know, you think about this guy and the fact that, you know, he had a Good game by what his standards have been this year. He had 10 points last night. Uh, most points he's had in like six weeks. Uh, played 19 minutes, says his knee is 100%. What do you think? I mean, is this – the guy was the Big 12 preseason player of the year. He's only averaged seven points a game. Injuries and some other things that just really haven't worked out for him. But for me, it was a signal when uh, – I almost said Scott Drew. When Bill Self had him on the podium – in the post-game press conference last night, you know, that's always a sign that that someone's becoming a leader, that the coach has trust in you. And we always wondered if that was the case for Bill Self with Remy Martin. That sent a signal as much as anything to me last night that maybe Remy Martin is about to be that difference maker, that X factor in the NCAA tournament that we all kind of gave up on here two, three, four weeks ago. Yeah, he, he could be. And as somebody who saw him play in person before the injury, when I came up here in December to see Kansas play Stephen F. Austin, you know, I can tell you he was an integral part of what they were doing at the time, uh, especially on the offensive end. Now, he, he was still trying to kind of integrate himself into everything else that Kansas was doing because they were a very veteran team that had played together for a while. But you could tell, you know, he, he's a guy that could score 15, 18 points in the game for you pretty easily. Uh, he was just trying to do everything that he could to fit in. It's really all been all about this injury and all about his recovery at this point. You know, I, when he first injured the knee, you know, it sounded like it was like maybe a couple of weeks and then he'd be okay. And it's just lingered and, and dragged on. And I think it's kind of frustrated everybody at Kansas a little bit with his recovery. But yeah, I, I think you're, I absolutely agree with you. The fact that he was at the podium on Friday and talking to the media and telling everyone my knee is hundred percent. Um, that might've been Bill's way of saying, okay, I think we're finally through this. Mm -hmm. I finally have my full team, except for David McCormick is a little banged up. Uh, and, and maybe we're ready to roll now. Yeah. And that's uh, that's a dangerous proposition for anyone going up against Kansas. Hey, college basketball fans. It's Pete Mundo, your host of the main heartland college sports podcast. By the way, we are growing out the heartland college sports podcast network. 
Hope you'll check out our Texas Tech and Bedlam editions of the show that are getting underway. And you can join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yes, it's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. So what does that mean? Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers. Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our promo code HCS. That's HCS for Heartland College Sports. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with our promo code HCS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21-plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, the second game of the night. Uh, Texas Tech gets up 14 points in the second half against Oklahoma. OU storms back, 19-4 run. They take a lead with a few minutes to go. And then uh, Tech ends up holding on for the victory. First question, final play of the game. Uh, Gibson gets the ball, long rebound after a missed free throw on the back end of a one-and-one. OU's down a point, drives down the lane, and Tech kind of strips the ball from him. The shot never gets off uh, as time expires, and Oklahoma comes up short against Texas Tech. What do you think about that no call there at the very end of the game? You know, I watched that replay a couple of times, and and McCuller definitely stripped the ball. I think the only real question based on the angles was, well, how much body did he get? I didn't think he got that much body. And and when you get to the end of the game like that, you want to let players play to a point where, you know, somebody's trying to make a play offensively. And you, you don't want them necessarily, you know, you don't necessarily want to have to call a foul there unless it's clear and obvious. You know, the, the thing that I think fans sometimes forget in those situations is that the, the defenders allowed to play defense too. You know, it's not like Kevin McCullough just has to stand there and take whatever emoji gives and dis- dishes out as he drives into the paint. He's allowed to play defense too. And you can play defense like Kevin McCullough did last night without, you know, having to foul. He made a good, clean hit on the ball. I thought he got a little body. I've seen officials over my entire lifetime not call that call a foul late in the game because they're letting players play. I didn't have a real problem with it. Uh, Honestly, I just didn't. All right. So now the question is, Oklahoma, are they in or are they out? Uh, Porter Mosier made, I mean, he made multiple, multiple cases in his post-game press conference and, uh, you know, I don't blame him. I mean, it, it, I thought, you know, he had some certainly convincing arguments and and having a, a Big 12 lean as we do, knowing the depth of this league. Uh, you know, I, I can understand why he would say Oklahoma has the DNA of an NCAA tournament team. And just some of the, you know, things that he cited, obviously beating Baylor on Thursday night was huge. Uh, he said, you know, yeah, they're 18 and 15, but our losses outside of two are to NCAA tournament teams. They have, I think, 10 or 11 quad one or quad two wins. Uh, so he's making the case. What do you think about OU? Have they done enough to get in on Selection Sunday? 
you know, I think I was telling you last night, his, his stump speech was, you know, Mac Brown, 2009 level stumping yeah. for his team. Um, you know, I think they're going to be right there on the borderline. Um, everybody makes such a big deal out of their conference record. And I'm like, look, Iowa state's under 500 conference. They're going, that's decided. We all know they're going to the tournament. That, that, that's, you know, kind of a, shady discussion tcu i think was 500 in conference play you know at the end of the day oklahoma's won 18 games the vast majority of their losses are to teams that are either you know going to be in the tournament or are just going to miss the tournament they played a very difficult schedule outside of non-conference they played some sneaky tough mid-major teams uh lost a game to utah state uh to a team that you know is one of the better mid-majors in the country um, the Baylor win, it helps them a great deal uh, in terms of the quad one slash quad two equation. Uh, I think they've got 10 of those wins. Uh, Tech would, I think Tech would have probably put them over the top had they been able to win that game last night. That would have put them right there you know, in that last four in kind of thing this morning. But right now, you know, on ESPN's Bracketology, they're one of the first four out. They're like number two in that ranking. And some of what some of what's going to happen for them on Sunday is going to depend a lot on what happens the next couple of days. The, the bad part for them is they don't control their own destiny anymore. But this four-game winning streak leading into the Big 12 tournament, the win over Baylor, uh, the way they played Tech right down to the wire, it, it does make a statement to the NCAA tournament. And you can talk about all the analytics you want. At the end of the day, the committee knows they won four of their last five games. And they looked really good doing it. And that's going to be wormed into their head a little bit as they make these final decisions on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so now for Texas Tech and this game tonight, and, and you know, I think uh, it's going to be a heck of a crowd out there. There were plenty of Tech fans in town. I, we know that KU is going to dominate the, the scene at T-Mobile Center, but I think Tech will have itself a nice showing. Um, mm-hmm. This game tonight comes down to what? Oh, boy. You know, the... The game that Tech won at home, they held Kansas to 67 points, which that's, that's pretty difficult to do. The game they lost to Kansas in Lawrence, they scored 91 points, but they gave up 97 and lost in double overtime. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of hard to judge based on those two games what could happen tonight because those two games were vastly different. You know, Tech is not a team that we think of as being an offensive team, yet they scored 91 points against Kansas. You know, I think for Tech tonight, obviously, number one, you've got to lean on your defense. You know, Porter Moser called their defense elite last night, and it is. And they're playing at a very, very high level right now. In fact, I think their defense looks the best it's looked in about three weeks, just the way they're playing overall all over the court. Uh, having Kevin McCullough back makes a big difference for them defensively, especially because he, you know, like the play you saw last night against Oklahoma, he's willing to make those kinds of plays. Um, second, they're going to have to find somebody that can score better than they've scored in the first two games of this tournament. You know, their leading scorer last night was Kevin Obenior, Davion Warren, each had 11 points. They didn't have a, a, a big high score in the game against Iowa State. The defense is great, but against Kansas, you're going to have to score 60, 65, 70 points to win that game because you're not going to 
hold Kansas to 55 points. That's just not going to happen. They have too many offensive weapons for you to do that. So one, you got to play great defense, obviously, but two, somebody's got to step up and have a 15, 20 point game for tech and, and really be the focal point on offense tonight, because, you know, Kansas is a good defensive team, but they're not great. You know, you can, you can do some things on them. And as much as they're not using David McCormick in this tournament, it opens up things inside for a guy like Bryson Williams, who's had pretty, who's had a pretty average tournament from a scoring standpoint to this point mm -hmm. that opens yeah. up the inside for him a little bit. And he's the one that had 33 points when they play that double overtime game. Yeah. Yeah. And I was at that double overtime game. So I remember it well. And, and you're right. I mean, I just, I'm not saying we're getting that tonight, but uh, it could be fun. And I think about this too, uh, before I get to your prediction and I'll give you mine, I think about Mark Adams. Like, I don't know which team needs this more. I mean, KU locks up one seat if they win, like we talked about tech. I mean, can they get to that? two seed line uh, with a victory uh, probably if not, maybe it's a three, but I think about Mark Adams, just kind of the, this is more ego than it is anything else, but the, uh, the smirk that's going to be on his face, knowing Chris Beard, I think won one big 12 tournament game during his time at tech. And Mark Adams is, uh, you know, potentially going to be hosting a big 12 tournament championship. That's got to be sweet. If it does happen for tech. Yeah, I think so. But, you know, I think you also have to kind of put it in the context of, of Mark Adams, you know, being a, a Texas Tech lifer. It isn't just the fact that, um, uh, you know, Chris Beard left and he took over and, you know, there's a, I'm sure obviously a little pride there, but there's school pride there for him too. He, he graduated from there. And if you look back at, you know, Texas Tech basketball history, the last time they won a conference tournament championship was in 1996 when they were in the Southwest conference. Uh, they've only been to the big 12 tournament championship game one time. And now I think that was back in 05 when they lost to Oklahoma state, you know, Kansas for Kansas, this is ritual. You know, it's yeah. almost like we don't get to the big 12 championship game. What's going on, you know, for Texas tech, this is huge. It's a statement about, what they've been able to do with their program, not just over the last five years, they've been very successful, but the way Mark Adams has been able to spin around, you know, almost 180 from the Chris Beard era and, and take this team to a big 12 championship game and keep the momentum going that was built over the past few years. It's why he was my coach of the year when I yeah. made my selection. And, uh, it just, you know, the job that he did this year, I thought was incredible. And there were some really good coaching jobs in this conference. Otzelberger at Iowa State, Jamie Dixon at TCU. You can even throw Scott Drew in there, even though he had, you know, coming off a national championship, he had to rebuild that program. But, you know, just the way that he was able to pivot, he lost two thirds of his kids. Uh, they're in the big 12 championship game. That's, that's a huge deal for them just from a program standpoint, like you said. And, uh, I'm really interested to see how they're going to react tonight. They've, they've got the DNA of a team that can withstand the kind of rushes that Kansas is going to bring to you. But, you know, last four minutes of the game, you know, what Chris Beard called winning time when they lost to TCU, who's going to make that one play down the stretch? Yeah, I'm taking Kansas tonight, 72-64. I think Kansas will be uh, hoisting their 12th Big 12 tournament title uh, trophy. And then that locks them in as a one seed come selection Sunday. What do you uh, what do you got tonight, Matthew? I think I had Kansas in my prediction piece as well. I think I had them winning by five right around your score. I think it was like 72, 67. You know, you talk about winning time. You talk about a close game. I think this game's going to be a close game. And 
honestly, when I look at both of these teams, I think Ochai Baji is going to have the ball in his hands at some point in the final two minutes. And this guy is going to do what he has done three or four different times this year. He's going to make a play and he's going to help Kansas win the game. He's, he's just, that's just where he is right now as a player. He's at that level. You know, Kansas is going to, sorry, Texas Tech is going to spend a lot of energy defending Agbaji and, and you can yeah. slow him down, but he's going to find a way to get the ball in the last minute or two of a game if there's a play to be made. And if, there, and if that's the case, he's going to be the one that's going to make it. There you go. He's Matthew Postens. I'm Pete Mundo. And uh, special Saturday podcast getting set for the Big 12 championship game. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a rating and a review as well. And uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. Matthew doesn't know this yet, but we're going to do a Selection Sunday, post-Selection Sunday show. <laughs> so breaking you, news. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> breaking breaking news. news on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we'll be doing that tomorrow night after the brackets come out. So hit that subscribe button. That way... When the show does drop, you will get notified right away. And uh, it's good stuff all around. Don't forget about our sponsors, by the way, for this uh, this month. It's DraftKings and using our promo code HCS. Matthew, great to have you on, man. We'll be talking to you tomorrow night. You bet. You know, we're planning ahead. We got sponsors. It's like we're big time now. Uh, exactly right. Exactly right. And it's all because of our listeners, you guys spreading the word leaving those ratings and reviews. And that's why we're sending you a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you leave a rating and review and you send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Enjoy Championship Saturday. We'll talk to you all on Sunday here on the Heartland College Sports Podcast.